You're listening to Business First Responders, where danger is averted and success is imminent. Suzanne Johns, 42 years making millionaires. Jake Jordan, content and SEO expert. Conrad Arambidi III, 20-year commercial real estate banker. Sales and communication expert, Jay Mamie. Meet the Business First Responders at your service. Let's go. This is Suzanne Johns, and this is Business First Responders. We are here to help you be able to survive what is going on right now in the marketplace. We know everybody's got some challenging times going on right now. And so let's see that you can be on the other side of this as one of those thriving businesses. So I have with me today, Jake Jordan, Jay Mamie and Conrad, and we are gonna talk about some different aspects in the market right now. So how about we talk about some of the banking things that are going on. Conrad is our resident local commercial banker. So Conrad, tell us what you've been seeing in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> Marketplace, that's for sure. And uh, we just got word, uh, probably about 20 minutes ago, I uh, just got an email that President Trump uh, should be signing the uh, new uh, release of funds for the second wave of the Paycheck Protection Program, also known as the Triple P. Um, so I know everybody is excited about that. I know there was an overwhelming response in the first round and not everybody was able to get their funds in. So I strongly urge everybody that's listening to please reach out to your current banker um, and see if they can help you get that second round, you know, second wave of funds in. Um, and if you're still struggling with that, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm able to have be happy to provide resources um, for banks that actually are taking um, applications for non-customers. So I know a lot of people were uh, out of sorts because banks were taking applications from uh, non-customers mm -hmm. and, and even if you were a current customer. So that was definitely detrimental to a lot of people that were looking for a resource and help. And um, we're excited about the second round. We hope that we'll be able to get more people uh, funds into their uh, bank accounts. So um, we're preparing. I'm going to basically uh, lock myself in my office for the next 72 hours and cool. see if I can get as many of these done as I possibly can. All right. Well, that's, we know that you're on the front line. So you see more of this than the rest of us do as far as the businesses that are struggling and needing help for paying the bills, paying the rent and paying their employees. And the PPP is to pay their employees. It's not necessarily to pay the rent, but they can get that EIDL loan to be able to help with the rent, right? Well, um, so actually 75% of the triple P loan program is actually geared towards payroll. And then 25% of the loan program is so that you can pay rent, utilities, and any interest okay. on mortgages that you have. So uh, that's the way you actually qualify for the forgiveness. Some people forget that it's actually a two-part loan. So the first part of the loan is actually qualifying for the loan and getting your paperwork ready so that you can get the loan. And then the second part of the loan, which will happen in July, uh, which whomever lender you were, you were lucky enough to get the loan through, um, you can apply for the forgiveness through that lender and they will assist you in getting your documents prepared for that forgiveness. And that's, again, that's why so many people were uh, going uh, crazy for this loan is because it's technically free money from the government. If you apply for the loan mm -hmm. and you get money, um, you can apply for the forgiveness, which will basically turn into a grant and you do not have to pay back. So, right. uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, why a lot of companies, you know, that reached out, large companies as well. I know there was a lot of pushback about, uh, you know, companies like uh, Shake Shack and Roots Chris, you know, some of these larger corporations mm -hmm. that actually took funds. Um, they maxed out the $10 million 
uh, you know, amount that they could possibly qualify for and, and rightfully so, because again, it's free money from Uncle Sam. That's why everybody applied for it. You know, if you play your cards right, you, you get your paperwork in and, and you get it. But, um, you know, but that also, you know, created a lot of controversy because some of the smaller businesses that really need the funds um, weren't able to get it. And again, talk about prioritizing your clientele, uh, which I believe we will discuss as well today. Um, you know, banks were, were also doing the same thing. They were a victim of that as well. I mean, if you have uh, one of the top clients in your in your uh, portfolio is Shake Shack or Roots Chris. I mean, you're going to return their phone call, right? Because they hold a lot of deposits and they hold a lot of weight with the banks. And that's why a lot of them actually got their funds in first. Now, is that right? I mean, not necessarily mm-hmm. so. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so many hours in a day. And as myself personally, I mean, I, I can only return so many phone calls within a day, but I had similar, you know, um, response. I had to take care of some of my top clients, first prioritize ones that, sure. you know, help me pay the bills and the interest. And, and, but my, my guarantee to my customers and my portfolio as well was that everybody was going to get a shot to try to apply for the loan. Now, granted, mm-hmm. we're a small community bank, right? We're not a large bank like Wells or Chase or B of A. Um, so, you know, those are the banks that right now that are holding uh, a lot of the weight and, you know, a lot of the customers. Yeah, but let's talk for a second about big banks. Number one, if you're not a big customer with a big bank, you're not going to be the one that gets in line. You, they don't care about you individually or your business individually. They care about who's got the best and biggest deposits. So that's why I promote what you do, Conrad. You're with one of the local community banks. And those are the ones that care about the people that are in their community and they're trying to push that as well. So that's, I think what you do is far and far more important than what these bigger banks are doing. We're going to take a break to support our sponsors. We'll be right back. Trusted roofing and renovation experts. Bank and roofing for all your interior and exterior renovations throughout DFW. Baconroofing.com. Call 972-772-1999 today. So Conrad, I'm, I'm actually curious because, you know, we're on kind of opposite sides of how things look, you know, because uh, Jay and Suzanne and I all run businesses where we're trying to go out and grab business. You're in a business where you can't sleep because you have so much business, right? Um, we're looking for ways to to stay in touch and to get new new business while this is going on. What are you doing? <laughs> How are you prioritizing keeping your people happy while we're out trying to find more business? You know? Yeah, Jake and Suzanne, that's a great point. And you know, we, when I uh, start the day, yes, I, as I mentioned earlier, I do prioritize my portfolio. You know, I have a portfolio that I manage and. Um, and you know, because I am a community bank, um, the clients that, that are on the top of my list as far as priority are not always the ones with the largest deposits, but the longest relationship, you know, relationship does matter to me. And that's how I actually prioritize it. Um, because at the end of the day, those are the ones that are the most loyal, you know, loyalty mm-hmm. in banking does not really exist, you know, and then we're finding that out to this day, loyalty to a bank some people why do they switch banks well either one because they don't return the call they're upset with them uh, um, so upset that they're willing to change all their banking relationships and if you've ever 
change the bank, it's probably uh, a lot of it's equated to moving, right? People hate moving because you got to go. It's a painful process, of course. You know, and that's the thing. It's like pain points are one of the one of the top reasons why people move banks. And I think we're going to see a lot of that transition because of this. Uh, as you mentioned, Suzanne, a lot of people realize, hey, I'm just a number to you. You don't really care about me or my business. Okay. So I'm going to take the business elsewhere and, you know, get them involved with somebody that actually does care and will return my phone call mm-hmm. and my email. You know, that's so nice. that's actually how I've been, been able to prioritize my day um, and, and also try to keep it open to new business. You know, I do a lot of networking as well, and people I get calls all the time. Yeah. From, now from Jay and Jake and I have been talking about for the for the people that are trying to hang on, and they're by the fingernails basically. You have a client base or a customer base, and you desperately need to keep in touch with those people. So we would like to give you some ideas on how you can find a creative way to make sure that you're keeping those people in involved in what you're doing and and just be human that's that's really what's most important i think to any client or customer that you would have if you're just human with them and tell them here's what's going on and here's why i need you and here's what we can do to help each other i think it won't be so much better for you at the end of all of this when we all come out on the other side they're going to remember that you're the one that they need to be working with instead of somebody else so especially like with restaurants, they have a rewards program usually. And if you don't, get one immediately. It's not that hard to set up. That way you've got emails and phone numbers and you can text people and you can send video emails. I get them all the time from all of the restaurants that I'm on their reward program, you know, from Bed Bath & Beyond as well. I get them from all of these different stores that I go to. I'm in their reward program. So boy, they are reaching out. Just like clockwork. What are you seeing, Jake and Jay? Jay, go ahead. Take this one, and I'll pick up the uh, after you, my friend. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Well, for me, it's the same thing. Uh, I I think building relationships is the most important thing. Just like Conrad said, that you can do whether you have lots of clients or you have clients falling off. Right. One of the biggest things that I see uh, as I'm consulting both types of clients right now is they're both the successful ones are doing the same things. They're just doing it based on what the relationship already looks like. Right. So a guy who owns a barbershop, for example, is a friend of mine. And what he's doing is offering curbside um, styling sessions six feet away. Right. And and what they're doing is, is talking about product and different things that they can do with their own stuff. And they're even having people bring buddies in that know how to cut hair and, and helping them through it. So it's like a tutorial six feet away, right? So, I mean, that's a really creative way to stay in touch and they're not charging a thing for it, right? They just show up and we're gonna help you out in this time and you're gonna come back and help us out when we go all get back together, right? And they may sell product while they're there, right? But that's not gonna keep somebody in business. But what it is gonna do is create a massive amount of loyalty uh, to, to those people. And then on the business development side, you know, for me, for example, uh, my social media content right now is really a whole lot more transparent. It's a whole lot more about the things that I'm trying to do to keep in touch with people. And like uh, Susan did when we started this phone call is she asked about us, what we're doing, what our our work setup is like, you know, how things are going for us. Those are the type of things that are are valuable when you're developing a relationship, especially with brand new relationships. I I particularly believe this when you, when you're, um, doing pitching like on LinkedIn, for example, and you're reaching out and, and direct message and connecting with people mm-hmm. is to start with a relationship. And mm-hmm. that doesn't change whether it's now or, or, or later. But at the end of the day, I strongly believe, and I think everyone else here does too, that 
what you do now will pay exponential dividends when we come out. Whereas normally it pays dividends. It's always the right thing to do. But I think it'll pay exponential dividends when we come out because there's going to a lot of people disappear. And when you're still up and you've been communicating, you're on top of the mountain. Right. So that's how I'm feeling about this. We're going to take right now to support our uh, sponsors and then we'll be right back. Wow. It's time for a break. We'll be right back with more Business First Responders. Parting with a home that you've loved? Growing into the next phase of your life? Trust the team at Jeannie Martin Real Estate to handle the details of your situation with tender loving care. The Martin team is your home connection, North Central Texas. M-A-R-T-E-N-Team.com. Go to martinteam.com today. All right, and we're back. So Jay, I wanted you to give us a little bit of insight from your side um, about psychology of selling, psychology of what's going on in the reward programs that the people could put in place. Well, you know, I, just to pick off from what Jake mentioned, uh, one of the things that I do think it's important is for owners and, and, and business professionals. And, and by the way, let me just say this. We're talking a lot about business owners, but one of the things that we also have to recognize is that you could be a salesperson uh, for a company and where, in, in essence, it, it could be your own business, right? If, if you are an independent sales representative for a company, um, essentially, you don't own the company, but it really is still your business. So when we reference business owners, is anyone that, quite frankly, makes a living by selling something, <laughs> right? I mean, whether you own the company or whether you are an independent contractor for another company, like insurance or real estate or whatever it is, um, the reality is that uh, it's still your business, even though you may mm -hmm. not be the owner of the business. So I don't want you to feel like we're excluding you because a lot of these principles we're talking about uh, are applicable to you, the independent, or whether you're the actual company owner. That's and true. one of the things that, I, right, so, so I want to make sure that everyone feels included in this conversation. And, uh, you know, what, what Jake said is very, very important. Uh, if you are an independent salesperson or an independent contractor that is representing a big firm, uh, one of the things that you also have to stay is uh, visible. You, you have to stay visible. Now, your selling opportunities may not be visible, but that doesn't mean that you become invisible because the selling opportunities will certainly come back. And, and there's to, to kind of add a little layer of mindset here, as, as we were just chatting with Suzanne about, you have to understand that lack of evidence is not evidence of lack. I want to repeat that. Lack of evidence is not evidence of lack. So right now it looks a little scarce, right? But it's a temporary situation. And you have to continue to believe that at some point there is going to be uh, some abundance that will flow. You'll have the, mm -hmm. the, the barn will be opened again and there'll be an influx of opportunity. But what you won't find that will trickle your way are those opportunities if you don't stay visible with those that you build relationships with. The last thing you wanna have is for someone to think because they've not heard from you from a, for a while is that you've checked out because as I we said earlier in another call, people will quickly find someone else that will sing in their ear and they will tickle their fancy and they will go with, with someone else. So now more than ever is understanding, as I said before, yeah, I, the, 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 my surroundings may seem bleak and scarce, but that has nothing to do with my responsibility to still maintain an abundant mindset 
And as a result of that, continue to work toward developing my persona, my brand, my relationships, and, uh, and strengthen those that I have existing, but work on some new ones as well. Yeah, Jake, you'll agree with this too. I mean, the world revolves around sales of any kind because you don't do anything unless you bought it somehow, some way. I mean, we that's just the way the world is. And that's how um, the American public is that we, we all know that. You also need to add in some of the social media and some of the other things because you've got to be able to do not just what you've always done. You're going to have to step a little bit outside of your comfort zone as well. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, the saying that you're, you're always selling yourself, you know, whether it's in a, a relationship in your household or it's, um, you know, negotiating with your kids or, it, or it's in your business place, right? You're always selling yourself. So completely agree. One of the interesting things uh, I heard was that, you know, a lot of people are actually doing, you know, education and getting new skills and things like that. We're hearing that all over the place, but ingenuity has, has kind of dialed up because people are, are paring down. They're like, they're finding ways to shrink their overhead. They're finding ways to replace tools that they've just used for a long time because there's, they've just been there for a long time and they haven't checked them to see, could I be doing better? There's all these little things going on that are actually making you more battle ready in the future, that not just surviving right now, right? So, which is really cool to hear, not only is my body mind getting lower, which can be a good thing. I'm also getting leaner, like a, like a boxer, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight even better when I come out. Um, and then on top of that, this is my favorite part is people are finding new revenue streams. So mm -hmm. they're not only are they finding ways to bring their monthly down, they're also finding things that have to make the money that they actually may be new revenue streams that don't stop when, when things get back to normal. And uh, I know specifically there's some online groups, some in-person groups that do monthly meetings and things like that. And they switch to this Zoom situation. And instead of doing that, they're going to do three weeks out of the month. They're going to continue on with Zoom. And then once a month, stick with the monthly event and make the monthly event even bigger and grander, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to raise their prices when they come out. And they're doing less in-person stuff. Right. So it's really cool, the ingenuity that's come out of this to understand, the, well, like Jay says, you don't have to sit there and look at it as a lack of abundance. What you're looking at is an opportunity to do a lot of different things. Well, and that goes back to Jay being mindset. Everything is mindset, right? You're absolutely right. And, and, and what, what's, what I like that, that Jake said about getting out there is, is one of the things I would encourage everyone is to really become proactive in staying not only engaged, but there are so many Zoom meetings now, so many different virtual meetings uh, the meetup uh, world has gone virtual. Uh, now more than ever, you have to get out there and make sure that you plug into as many opportunities to meet new people, to share your story, to become visible, to build new relationships. Because the reality is it's not only encouraging, but it also does something to your mind where you see that other people are also pushing forward. If you go and you cower in your own corner and you mm -hmm. uh, give yourself the woe is me speech and things are going to be uh, never going to come back. Not right. only is that completely detrimental to your growth, but here's what's going to happen. You'll give up the fight a lot sooner than you could have if you just got around some of the people that are fighting along with you. And believe me, I'm on Zoom meetings and other virtual mm -hmm. meetings. And there are some people out there that they're just hungry. So you know what it does? It lifts my spirit that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to fight this thing out. Uh, I'm not going to just uh, throw in the towel. 
uh, I'm going to continue to fight. And sometimes you got to get around other people that have the fighting spirit so they can give you a little bit of jolt in your spirit as well. That may, Now, Conrad, I, I want to ask Conrad a question. Conrad, as you're seeing from a, from a lending standpoint, what would you need to see? Because there's a lot of people that may be engaging, may be considering doing something brand new. Um, but from a lending standpoint, what would you encourage a person that may switch industries, switch businesses? They say, okay, I gave it all I got. The business I'm in right now, I did all I could, but it, it's clear it's not going to pan out. Let me apply. Uh, let me consider a new business. From a lending standpoint, what does that person need to look like to be lending ready, to be lending attractable, uh, attractive rather, to a bank like yourself? Yeah, Jay, thank you for that. We, we are still open for business. You know, SBA is still lending money for new business. In fact, um, you know, they're even talking about reducing some of their fees for the SBA. And, and one of the great things about SBA is that it's a low cost loan. There's no, not a lot of uh, capital injection that is required. You know, you have a great business plan and a good business idea. I mean, we're able to, to look at it and give you an opportunity to help that business grow, you know, especially with community banks. Community banks are going to be a little bit more optimistic in that regard uh, versus the big bank. A bigger bank is just, you know, yes. a box. We will take a break to support our sponsors and we will be right back. Local DFW businesses, advertising keeps your businesses front and center in the marketplace. The OBBM network offers targeted reach into the markets you want to dominate. Advertise on the OBBM network for radio, podcast, and television exposure directly where you want it. Area chambers and people groups value knowing service providers they can trust for themselves and trust when giving quality referrals. Advertising strategically is key to successful ROI. Discover what local DFW business advertising on the OBBM network can do for you. Call 214-714-0495 to find out more today. And go to theoffbeatbusiness.com to download your free copy of the definitive local business digital media guide. That's 214-714-0495, offbeatbusiness.com. So, Conrad, you know, there's, there's businesses that are going to be coming out of another business, going into a new idea, like you said. Is, is there some sort of detriment or some sort of penalty that's going to come from the SBA? Or are they going to take these exceptions and go, you know what, we understand what's going on and uh, we're, we're going to help you out in these situations? Or is that something you've even been able to, to research yet? Yeah, Jay, that's a great question, Jake. Uh, so a lot of that's going to come back to the bank itself and and the relationship that you have with the bank. You know, if you're, if you're going back to your bank that you've had a relationship with and you're saying, hey, you know what, I'm coming out of this business and I want to get into this new business. Here's my plan. This is what I want to do. Uh, we, we're probably going to take a risk on that because you know why if we have the relationship we believe in the customer the customer if they have a great business background um and and again covid came out of nowhere you know and if it wiped out your business out of no fault to your own i mean yeah i, I would probably say a lot of banks are going to make exceptions to that now again it all comes back to the bank itself too if they have an sba if they're a plp lender and they're able to make sba decisions based on the bank policies themselves that's kind of what you want to look for as a business owner to say hey Maybe I need to go to a different bank that actually is a preferred SBA lender that can make some of these decisions. Otherwise, those decisions are going to go straight to SBA, and SBA 
you know, might may or may not take that, you know, into consideration. So that is a great question. And I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more after COVID to see uh, just which banks are actually going to be flexible and which banks are actually going to be a little bit more strict. And again, going back to our previous episode, uh, it's going to come down to industry. You know, if there was a big industry hit for certain industries and that industry is probably going to be a red flag for a lot of lenders. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying mm -hmm. to get into the restaurant business, I'd probably say no. Uh, travel business, probably not either, you know, until we start to see data come back for those industries that, are, they're, that they're healthy again and, and we want to lend into it. Outside of those industries, I mean, yeah, I would definitely say there's opportunity. Um, and again, you want to go back to the relationship that you have with the current bank. If you don't have a relationship with the okay. community bank, start one. <laughs> Real quick then, to just give you some nuggets, everybody tossed out some really good ideas. Um, definitely get with your commercial banker. The local guys are the ones you wanna work with. And then if you are trying to keep your business afloat, we want you to find creative ways to make that happen and get a rewards program going if you don't already. If you do, we want you to be sure and start reaching out to those people, emails, text messages, everything you can, every way you can. And if you have a Facebook page for your business, you should have. If you don't, you need to start that immediately. Get them to like that and then start conversing with them on your Facebook page. You need to make sure that you're in their lives and they're in yours so that you will stay. they will stay with you when time comes that we're all back to normal. Okay? So that's what I have to say. Jay, Jay Conrad, you guys add what? whatever nuggets you think you should have. Good, build those relationships, Definitely. that's the thing. Stay visible, now more than ever, make a strong effort to stay visible. Get out mm -hmm. there and restore relationships and rebuild relationships and make brand new ones. Yeah, I think uh, from last, take from last episode, pivot to a new banking relationship if your current <laughs> banking relationship is not satisfactory. That's Absolutely. my nugget. <laughs> awesome, Thank you. all right. Thanks for Take listening. Care, All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. And we'll see you next time on the Business First Responders. You've been listening to Business First Responders on the OBBM Network podcast. Connect with Business First Responders on LinkedIn and Facebook. For guest and sponsor opportunities, call 972-639-6396. Business First Responders is produced by Offbeat Business Media for the OBBM Network and can be enjoyed in the Offbeat Business app and podcast directories everywhere. Contact Offbeat Business Media at 214-714-0495 for permission to use Business First Responder podcast content. Reproduction of Business First Responders or OBBM network content without prior approval is expressly prohibited. <laughs>